Welcome to Next Up, a Mid-Century Homes production, where we highlight the people, the places, and the work of folks that are making an impact in the world of mid-century design and architecture. And when we are not conducting interviews for this podcast, we are making mid-century dreams come true in Boise, Idaho. You can find out more about the work we do online at mid-centuryhomes.com, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Boise Mid-Century Homes. Ever wonder what it's like to renovate a mid-century home where you do the majority of the work on your own? We did too. While there are many different experiences that one might have with this process, we decided to learn more from one couple that said I do to a house that needed some love. One year later, they said I do to each other as well. Although their marriage may have slowed them down a little, they are nearing the corner and well on their way to the finish line of their very first home. Jen and Dustin were kind enough to give us an hour of their time. We hope that you find their story entertaining and maybe even helpful. You can find out more about their work on Instagram at our handbook. Before we get them on the line, here's a quick word from our sponsor. All right, let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, thanks for the intro. Um, I'm Jen. And uh, by day, I do creative direction and design for my alma mater. And I'm Dustin, and I am a service advisor for a local automotive shop, uh, former automotive technician. And who's your alma mater, Jen? Um, I went to Grand Valley State University. Go Lakers. Nice, nice. Well, um, give me the three things that occupy the majority of both of your time? Um, well, I would say our daily jobs and then the work we are doing on our house. But aside from that, the, the planning and contemplating and research that we do takes up a, a chunk of time for sure. <laughs> we are by no means, um, you know, professional interior designers or contractors or, you know, woodworkers, uh, anything like that. So we have to teach ourselves those skills. So, so a day of work, tackling of any current projects, and then when you're ready for a break, it's dreaming about what the next one's going to look like and how it's going to happen. Right. Uh, or just driving around to other mid-century neighborhoods and trying to find inspiration. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We do that quite a bit. Yeah. You are not the only ones that spend time doing that. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you had an awkward stalking moment yet? Yes. One that I can kind of remember, uh, we had our eye on this house in a neighborhood and we thought, why don't we just kind of drive by there again and just like check it out. And this, uh, this kid was outside riding his bike and he like waves at us and like smiles and we're like, yeah, we're just trying to look in your windows as we drive by here. <laughs> Wave to the strangers. <laughs> and then, and then kid immediately runs inside and goes, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. That red beetle keeps going by here. <laughs> yeah. Not alone. Not alone. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, well, tell us a little bit about your home. Um, well, we bought our home in 2016. Uh, it was built in 1960, and it's a Cherokee red brick ranch with a low profile roof line. Um, and it had a 
carport originally um and we learned that the first owner extended the carport to a two-stall garage and enclosed it and actually built it in so that it extends to the back of the house so it's actually a pretty large garage very cool and i heard on uh, our last call you're in a two-story home you have a basement we do have a basement, yes. So so walk us through your house verbally. When I walk through the front door, what do I see and where do I go? Well, when you walk into the house, you immediately see the kitchen, um, which before when we bought the house, you walked right into the dining room table, um, which was very small and didn't seem like good feng shui. So we... Now you see straight into the kitchen, and then to your left, there's uh, the di- or the living room, in, which is behind the floor-to-ceiling windows that you see in the front of the house. Yeah. And then behind the living room is where the dining room will go, and that was actually once a bedroom that we removed. So now the dining room is directly across from the kitchen, so it, the flow is better, and um, it's a it's a pretty small house so we didn't feel too guilty about removing the third bedroom since there's also one in the basement so the so so do you have a bedroom on the main floor yes there's two bedrooms on the main floor and the full bath and where are my bedrooms are they to the right when you walk in they're in the back of the house so the front of the house is the living room dining room kitchen and then the two bedrooms and bathroom kind of sit behind the dining room and kitchen wall. Okay. Do I, do I get to the bedrooms through the kitchen, the dining room or both? In between oh, in a okay. little hall. It's a hallway. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. What are some other cool features about your home? Oh, actually, let me, let me rephrase, let me uh, restate another question. <laughs> You've moved quite a few walls in the house. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. And, um, that's just changing the, the flow and the function of how the interior operates. But I'm assuming that when you acquired this home, that there were some really cool original features or characteristics about it that you fell in love with. Am I right? Yes, yes. definitely. So tell me about that. It's definitely the, um, it's a vaulted ceiling. Uh, so then we have one huge beam that runs down the center of the house. that just kind of like defines the center and, we just love seeing that beam run out to the front of the house with the huge overhangs and, and the big floor to ceiling windows that are there. It's just, it, it's modern style to us when we looked at it, even though it's not an architect house. Right. Very cool. Um, were you looking for this home or did this home find you? I would say both, but this house definitely found us. Um, It made all the cheesy quotes make sense (laughs) that people tell you when you're looking for a house. Um, We decided that our apartment was too small. We were carrying our kayaks up to the second floor where our apartment was and storing them in our spare bedroom. And we decided that is ridiculous. We can't keep doing that. So we met with the realtor and started looking. And for about six months, we just weren't having um, 
much luck. The market was, you know, tough. And so we took a little break. And I will never forget the day that we found our house because it was it was very special to me. It was on July 5th, uh, 2016, and we had taken an additional day off work after the long um, holiday weekend, and I was feeling a little guilty. Well, Dustin, um, every now and then he'll find a spot on a map near the lakeshore and uh, – point to it and say we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere I have somewhere to take you so we drove out to this small um, unincorporated community on Lake Michigan and it was the most beautiful day the Lake Michigan was stunning blue green water sun was out the weather was warm there weren't many people out either which was surprising for being holiday weekend and it was such this was just such a wonderful day. And um, when we got back in the car to drive home, I noticed that a house had popped up in our email that you, know, you might be interested in. So we looked at it and it was around the neighborhood that we were looking in. And, you know, we kind of noticed that it seemed like it might be a mid-century um, uh, modern house. And so we called our realtor and he got us in that night. And we we came in and saw all the green green carpet and orange and brown floral paneling. Um, the carpeted carpeted bathrooms. Carpeted bathrooms, <laughs> swan doors, um, <laughs> and we ended up going out to dinner that night with family. And we were just describing the house, and we realized how much potential it had and how many boxes it actually did check off our list. Yeah. We were like, Oh my gosh, I think, I think we need to put an offer on this house. And uh, so we did, we met with our realtor and we decided to write a short non cheesy note and um, it worked. We got it and there were other offers, but when we met with the seller, she said that actually like our note, um, it did it for her. Yeah. She, uh, it was her mom's house that she was selling, and her daughter was actually looking for a house at the time, and she was around our age, but she, luckily for us, didn't want grandma's house. Right. Um, but she said, your note just touched me because my daughter's going through this same situation, and I love that you appreciated um, parts of the house that I know like my parents loved. Right. So, so it was cool. really special. Yeah. That's very neat. And um, when you were hunting for a home, did you know you were looking for a mid-century home? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that was the criteria. <laughs> and, and, sure. and were you working with a realtor that um, understood your appreciation for that style of home or did they think you were crazy? Oh, Kevin, he was like, he was, he was like a dad and I'm sure he thought we were a little crazy as first time uh, millennial homeowners, but he understood, um, you know, our appreciation and tried to, tried to give us what we wanted, yeah. within, you know, within our location, price range, all that. And, right. you know, ended up working out. That's cool. Did, when you um, got your offer, well, I guess when you went to go look at this home, and <clears throat> took you a while to like sort through that this could actually work. 
did you know that you were signing up for a major renovation project? <laughs> yes, it okay. was obvious when we walked in. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't going to live with be... the green bathroom carpet. <laughs> nope. We had watched way too much HGTV. We showed up with hammers on day one. So. <laughs> we did. And luckily, Dustin's dad is in new construction. So we did go in thinking like, okay, we could do this. But also, we have this professional who will clearly help us out. Who said, don't tear up the bathroom yet when he before he had gotten here. And we said, too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and... Uh, what 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 year is it? Um, our house was built in 1960. Okay, but that's that's a good fact. But what year is it actually today? Oh, right now it's 2019. And what year did you buy the home? We bought the house in 2016. And you're still renovating it. <laughs> yes, are, we ha- are. In, ter- in terms of like percentage of completion, how far along do you feel like you are? With the main level, we're probably in the 85 percent complete yeah okay. so that's good and, and the basement zero percent negative <laughs> actually <laughs> yeah so uh so basically you've decided that you're going to be lifelong renovators of a 1960s home we hope to speed up the pace um you know the wedding slowed it down a little bit and also our inability to pick uh certain features out so we waited uh probably four months before we tiled the bathroom floor because we couldn't pick anything. Yeah. And, you know, just in the back and forth to home Depot 20 times a day. Right. Really slows things down a bit. Yeah. yeah. And analysis and, paralysis is serious. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I hear you. Been there plenty of times. Um, so you found the home in 2016, got married in 2017. So that, that kind of interrupted the schedule a bit. Um, but you've made great progress since then. And, um, are, is your plan to enjoy the 85% completion on the main floor or are you like trying to hit the finish line to a hundred percent completion on the main floor before you start working on the basement? Oh, we have many, a housewarming party waiting to happen once (laughs) the kitchen is done. So there will be some enjoyment. (laughs) So, so you're hoping to get the top floor fully renovated before you start working on the basement. Yeah. And that'll be more of a leisurely project because it's not as important. Yep. Totally. Kind of secondary space for you. Yes. Gotcha. Um, was this part of the decision-making process when you were buying a home was to find a home that you could fix up or did you decide that you were going to be fixing this up, this home up after you found the home? Yeah. I don't think we went in, um, like Look, looking for looking a fixer for, upper. Correct. Yeah. That was not the goal. Um, the style definitely was. So we did know it was a major possibility. Um, and then when we saw this one and we just, we fell in love with the potential we were you know went in gung-ho ready to tear into some walls and we're both uh self-proclaimed project people so while the house is our first big project we are constantly working on things so it didn't scare us right right what is uh what are some of the big lessons you've learned along the way Um, I would say that 
you are more capable than you may think. Um, there's not always one right way to do something. Granted, there are very wrong ways to do things, <laughs> but you know, you might look at 10 different YouTube videos that, um, show a different process, but end up with the same results and, um, putting blood, sweat and tears into something that you love is extremely satisfying. But I think the most important thing we learned is while it's great to realize what you can do yourself, it's, um, it's really important to know when to call in professionals, which um, we have definitely learned. Yeah. Where have you called in professionals or where do you wish you would have called in professionals? The first uh, professional that we called in was for the drywall mudding. Um, and taping we did we put up all the drywall which Dustin hates but we felt confident we could do that Um, and we started doing doing the tape in the bathroom and in my mind I was like I went to art school Dustin does bondo on cars like we can totally do this we know how to sand no way (laughs) it is so much harder than what uh, we thought so we called in someone to do the um finishing the drywall uh, in the bathroom and then he has since helped us in our bedroom and the front half of the house taping and texturing sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) we uh we we spent seven months on a home that um our real estate company helped an investor acquire and Jessica from Stussy Lukey Designs kind of had full meal deal on what she could do with that place. And we thought we were going to be able to execute on her vision. But similar mm-hmm. to you, it, it should have only taken four or five months if we would have called in the right people. But, man, that taping and texturing just takes way too long. Oh, for sure. Especially if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. That was a that was a good call. I'm glad it I'm glad it didn't take us that long to uh, realize that. Yeah, that <laughs> you learned quicker than us. <laughs> yes, another uh, another helpful um, area, another professional that we called in was to help us with our kitchen. Um, we're using IKEA cabinets, which we're very happy with, and um, semi handmade doors um and we put together all the boxes but we quickly learned that uh our house is not level or square by any means and that makes things a lot harder (laughs) so we did not want to mess that up (laughs) yeah setting cabinets in that scenario is not the easiest thing to do no so we were we're very happy with the decision to call in some some helpers reinforcement yeah good call Mm -hmm. um well here's a here's another question for you about your home where is your favorite place in your home definitely um the living room because where the way we have our couch set up now you can see the entire house so we can stare into our our you know kitchen that's almost finished and see how beautiful it is, but we also sit right next to our floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. And can admire the neighborhood and, you know, people walk by with their dogs and 
they see us sitting here and wave because we don't have any curtains or draperies or anything right now. But um, it's just, it's gorgeous when the sun comes in and, you know, it, it's just so nice. So, so not only do you stalk, you have been stalked. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So I'll come full circle. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You know, when kids are not involved in the front yard to have creepers swinging by, it's it's a little less awkward. (laughs) We've had that a handful of times with with the kids. It's like, oh, yeah. Who is that, Dad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea, kids. Get in the house, please. (laughs) We hope we don't put off that vibe in our little red beetle. That's funny. Well, um, curious if uh, if a life circumstance forced you to put your home on the market and sell, where mm-hmm. else would you go? Where would you live? What would you look for? Tell me about that. Um, well, we currently already have a dream list for house number two. Oh, really? Not- not that we are thinking about leaving anytime soon, but just okay. as, as we're working, we realize like, oh, I would never do this again. Or, yeah. I love this. Um, I think if it could be a dream house, we would love to find another mid-century modern, maybe architect built home. Yep. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. the, the big thing would be it needs some land because... Dustin is a car guy and he has many other small properties that are not houses. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. So we need some, we would need some land for vehicles. That would be awesome. Right. And a architect built home. At least with, uh, you know, that style, like maybe take some stuff in. We love like the, the butterfly roofs and, and the, you know, like a Eichler's open like courtyard in the center. You know, just some of those things that when you see them are just draw, jaw dropping. Do you have those in Michigan? At Eichler's? No, I, I mean, I mean so. the style, like butterfly roofs and courtyards and the inner, you know, bowels of the home. Do those homes exist in Michigan? Yes, they do. And okay. there actually is a, an incredible amount of mid-century homes here, uh, mid-century modern homes, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so we do not have any like shortage of driving around to get inspiration and certain, you know, seeing some of these homes and just think, holy cow, someone lives there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. There might not be a neighborhood full of them, but they're peppered throughout. Right, right. Boise doesn't have very many butterfly roofs. There's, there's few of them. And I assume based on uh, what I know about where you live, that you've got decent snow load there. And yeah. one of the conversations that we have about butterfly roofs in, in Boise, not that we've get a ton of snow, but there is snow and we get, you know, decent precipitation and um, rain and such that, you know, those types of roofs are just a little bit more challenging for climates like that. So I wasn't sure if you had, you know, your fair share of that style of architecture in a mid-century home. Not a ton. No, most of it, is probably on like churches and stuff, but there are a few homes that have the the butterfly roof here. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, awesome. Thanks for uh, telling us a little bit about your process there and acquiring and working on your home and getting it to a place where 
Um, you're loving it. Like time frame. Do you think that you'll be there for another five years? Yeah, I okay. think so. And, <laughs> and um, the, in the next home that you're dreaming about, is this a home that is just turnkey move in ready? Or is this a home that you can't wait to start another renovation project on? I almost think that it's going to be something that gets built um, to, to be the style that we want. And with the property that I kind of require for my projects. Um, so we want to build it, but also we want to hang the drywall and, you know, finish the floors and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it'll be kind of like a project, but uh, also turnkey by the time we move in. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely not living in it. Right, yeah. right. That makes sense. So some, some minor upgrades that you're putting your own touch on it but for the most part you don't want to do a, a giant renovation project again not that we live in yeah yeah <laughs> that makes sense well if you uh yeah i would call your home this is a newer term that i've um, heard recently builder grade so you say architect built but i think the home that you live in and the home that i live in are more builder grade homes kind of your mid-century modest um, yeah. version of a mid-century home where it's not you know built for a like our in our market um you know art troutner had a ha handful of homes that were named after the people that you know had them built we don't live in a home like that neither do you so um, those are more your your builder grade style homes and uh it's it's fun to hear the process that people go through making them cool you know because they can be and um, something that, you know, you're proud of and that you appreciate. And um, it's cool that you're going through that. Cherokee red. Is it still that color? It's now called like a cherry, cherry cola, cola. But yeah, it's, it's similar, but it's a little darker and a little more pink than, than the original. Gotcha. Is that because you painted it? No, the previous owner did. And it will definitely need to be repainted. Gotcha. Just whenever that is uh, possible for yeah. us. Well, I think it's uh, it's fun to think about our homes um, from a persona or have a certain personality. If you had to pick a movie star or a musical artist who closely resembled your home, who would that be? Oh, my gosh. This was so hard for us. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, it would have to be something like, you know, somebody from the 50s. It is very, like, when you think about 50s living, kind of modest living, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to pick an artist, but it is something to do with, like, that 50s kind of, uh, you know, jamming oldies music. Um, it's just very fitting when you see it from the outside, see it from the inside. Yeah. So, usually when we're doing a project, it is on, like, oldies radio with right. Elvis and Little Richard and, you know, all this kind of stuff going on. Gotcha. And, and that's, uh, that's my next question for you is, um, who's currently on the playlist? It depends on what project we're working on, because I love playing the 50s, 60s, and 70s um, while we're working. If Dustin's out in the garage working, it's normally his, like, rock music. <laughs> <laughs> and who is your favorite rock band? Oh, that's, that's really tough, but... Uh, if I'm out in, in the garage working on one of the cars or something, it's usually like Led Zeppelin radio or something. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, thanks again for your time. 
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Jen and Dustin. You can find out more about their work on Instagram at Our Handbook. Till next time on Next Up. Mm-hmm.